We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What's going on, world? You are tuned into Brunch Culture. As always, it's your boy, Randall Keith, and I'm joined by Miss Lisa V. What's up, world? Hey, Y'all feel that energy? That's oh, it. That was, a, that was a real energetic, what's up, world? Yeah, okay. this is a post-graduation. You got to celebrate. <laughs> hey, trust me. I know how that feels. Millions didn't make it. Yeah, you said, wait, what? Millions <laughs> didn't make it, but I was one of the ones who did. That's the old wine song. It. If y'all I don't know the wine, I'm obsessed with them. Anybody made it. <laughs> That's Marvin Sapp. I don't want him. Marvin Winans is where the where's that? If y'all don't know him, get to know him. You Google him. You respect him. Oh. Greatest male vocalist of all time. Well, I'm not sure if I can... Uh, um, excuse me. Oh, you're right though. But this is, you know what? You just gra- you're the graduate, so hey, we go off what you said. So this, um, speaking of, yeah. So I just want to say before we get started, man, I miss y'all. I miss like we are gonna work hard to make sure that all of our technical difficulties and issues and everything is in line because be brunch culture is therapeutic, man. Like. I love this. I really do. It's so missing a week. Like when I was at work, I always listened to the, the, the episode playback and I was like, hey man, I ain't got nothing to listen to this week. <laughs> like I listen to other podcasts, um, a lot of other podcasts, a lot of great podcasts out there. Shout out to um, those those podcasters. But I really do enjoy, you know, listening to our show. And so I didn't have a show to listen to this week, so I was going back and listening to old stuff. But I'm like, dang, we ain't got new content. So we're not going to do that to y'all no more, man. Yeah, and, and and just for y- so y'all know, we did record a whole show. An entire um, show. An entire show. We were in D.C. for my graduation. And we really, yeah. in between our, our celebratory events, we wanted to do a good show for y'all. We did a show. We had some hilarious stuff in there. When we got done recording, we realized that it didn't record. And no, it it recorded, but I I still don't know what happened. Like it recorded, so yeah, I got a file that's like an hour plus long. There's no sound to it. When you play it back, I don't play it back everywhere, and nothing comes out. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know what this was. But we here now, so we are making it happen. Let's dive into this weekend review. The first thing. Up for the week in review is First Lady Michelle Obama did the graduation, the commencement speech uh, at Tuskegee University, and the internet went wild. A lot of people said that she was race baiting. She talked openly and candidly about her experience as First Lady. Uh, She talked about, um, you know, the experiences in a very, what I thought was really, really good way of kind of encouraging the students that were graduating uh, to to work hard and to be to not ignore the fact that people are going to look at them differently and those people that will look at them differently based off of like their own biases and beliefs are out there. I think she did a really great job, but of course there are a lot of people that were saying that she was race baiting. I know if you logged on to Twitter and you talked about it, you got really two different sides. There were a lot of people that were saying that the speech was great, and there were a lot of people that were saying like. When we talk about racism, there was one tweet I saw that said something to the tune of, like, we talk about police officers, uh, uh, the racism in police officers, but are we going to talk about it within our own first lady? And I was like, she racist because she's talking openly about her event. Boy, it, people throwing shade on shell. Boy. You're so disrespectful. No. <laughs> I love so the first lady of the United States. But when I see her do speeches, like that where she really connects I'm like that's shell I felt like <laughs> when she was at Tuskegee and she gave that speech I felt like she was preaching yeah she's I I felt her I felt like our inter, inner preachers connected and I was like girl you you know how Beyonce turned to Sasha Fierce she went from Flotus to shell 
Shell. That's and at her. that moment, I knew, I knew we was we was Kendrick sisters. I said, "Go ahead, Shell. You speaking that truth?" And now it was some lady on Fox News who was like, "She's race baiting," which you already mentioned. You know, I just, you know, listen. Ann Coulter on Fox News uh, apparently said that we haven't done, she asked the question, haven't we done enough to make up for slavery? <laughs> and that's when you just got to go quiet on them. You, it is, it, <laughs> I'm like, I ain't going to even go in on the ignorance in these responses, but if you guys haven't, we'll, we'll actually uh, put out, uh, I think we can find a link and put it out to the, the entire speech. If you listen to the speech, she really is not saying like, oh, it's all these these people. Of course, you she's know that she's not from her experience. That. She's speaking from her experience, right? She speaks about how things were when she became the first lady and she was on the cover of a magazine with an afro and a gun. like Which would be so, what if we had, hypothetically, what if we had uh, um uh, of first lady and president that were uh, very uh, very devout, devout Muslims and people put a comment like about how she covered her faith you know what I'm saying wouldn't that be politically incorrect yeah it'll be offensive it'll be offensive um, but that's but a whole a, that's a whole other idea about us ever having a president first lady that's Muslim that's not going to I mean it'll happen one day but I just but think I'm just that, saying that the politically incorrectness the lack of sensitivity that's religious to the we would be more sensitive to the uh, a, a religion than we would a person's race right and that because your Fox News people think that we should be over race. She said, yeah. But Haven't obviously she hasn't been watching the news because we're not over race. <laughs> oh, but those people, those same people do watch the news. And they, they say that that's news. because those people, yeah. They <laughs> say that, hey, no, we, we are over race. It's these people, this small subset of people, these people that are quote unquote race baiting. It's, you know, we can go in on this all day long, but it it is, I think the speech was great. I was really, really glad to see the speech, um, to see when I, I saw clips. And I, of course, you know, Twitter tells you when th people, things are popping off. So you start seeing like, oh, what's this that people talking about? But to see it, I thought it was really great. I took one very small issue with it. Um, and that's a whole other thing. Um, but it wasn't it was kind of like me. Not it wasn't really an issue that I had with it. It was more so of like, I don't want people to get it twisted. One of the thing, one of the critiques that people have. Um, for the president is that when he goes to black universities or when he's speaking to black people, he's always speaking from the place of trying to tell them how they need to get better and how they need to do better, um, as opposed to acknowledging the other side, which is that there are a lot of issues, systematic issues and things out there that kind of create like barriers. And so they're saying, like, don't address one without addressing the other. And so my slight issue kind of came from a hint of that being in there in the sense that I know that people can run with it that way. And so the only change that I would have wanted to see was just that she would just acknowledge that that's not what she's doing. But I get I completely get that's not what she's trying to do. But me just being on this, like, I want to protect I, the greatness of this speech, I want everybody to get it, so I don't want people to miss it by trying to, like, bring that back up. So I wish you had just said this, so to make sure that people realize that that's not what she's trying to do. But anyway, that's me going super in-depth and super detailed into it. But again, I thought it was a great speech. You go, Shell. You go, Shell. That's all I'm gonna say. First go Lady to... Michelle Obama. First Lady Michelle Obama. <laughs> I love her. I post pictures of her all the time. And I'm not even a Democrat. But I love what she represents as a woman. I think she's very classy. I think that her outfits and her hair are always on point. And I just think that she is a good <clears throat> a good model for women to follow. As I don't think she's a great model because of her brain, too. Let's not forget her brain. She's oh, an yeah. She's extremely educated. Very intelligent. Yeah. Um that goes, you know, without saying she's amazing all around. Um, I do disagree with her on some political things, but I mean, I think overall she's a great person. And I, I think that it's important for us to have her as role models um, because, you know, 
I mean, I think Beyonce is a decent role model, but I think Michelle Obama is better. Um, they need to have a shell hive. Um, what, what about Rihanna? You think she's a great role model? Crickets. Anyways, um, you. <laughs> I, don't think she's, I mean, I'm shout not, out to the Navy. <laughs> I'm not an inspiring singer, so maybe that's why I, I don't. She doesn't connect with me. But I'm not an inspiring <laughs> first lady of the United States either. But I think Michelle just represents so much more than just a first lady. So. No, I follow you though. I definitely follow you. So, also uh, this week, unfortunately, BB King died. Uh, that was yeah. I just kind of, it. I thought it was a joke. I'm always like very very weird. <laughs> no, for real. Like I'm because you know how many so, Twitter has killed so many people. Yeah, Twitter they killed, killed like. Everywhere. Yeah, like Bill Cosby and everything. And then when I again, when I hear it on Facebook, that's when I really am like questioning because I'm like, I don't know, people be coming up with stuff. And so I first saw it actually on Facebook, and I was like, eh, yeah, no. And then I saw it on Twitter, but I only saw a couple people mention it on Twitter, and so that's why I was like, nah, this is a hoax. This is a, this is not a real thing. Um, but yeah, blue singer. B.B. King has actually passed away, and so we want to pay our respects to him um, here at Brunch Culture. He is definitely influenced. I think there's an article that came out that talked about, like, the top uh, rap and hip-hop songs that were influenced by, like, B.B. King's music. So shout-out to B.B. Yeah. King. And he, you're was in... still, he was still stroking. Um, yeah. He just, my grandma <laughs> told me, he was 91. He had his last child, I think it's 2006. Oh, I thought you meant when you say stroking. I thought you meant like his his uh, guitar. I didn't know no, you meant. Like... I meant. <laughs> I didn't know you meant like. Okay, <laughs> that's not something I want to think about. But <laughs> he was Yo. And he, I think he had like, um, ten children at least, and he was never married. But he was his last one was two thousand six. Come through, BB King. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he was a Rolling Stone. He was a musician. That's all right. Was a Rolling Stone. Anyway, um, yo, did you hear about uh the the whole thing with George Zim- Zimmerman? Like George Zimmerman apparently lock somebody shot up. at him. Lock him up. They need to lock him. If we could get OJ, we could get George. Well, he's definitely on that path, yo. Like, dude is, like, for real, for real. I think it this celebrity thing, like, I think he likes to be in the news. I think, I, yeah, I, think about, like, uh, Casey Anthony. Like, she, like, where is she, right? You don't hear about her. Like, she, whatever she's doing, wherever she's at, she is laying completely low. She's, like, doing her thing. Why can't you just do that? You know what I'm saying? I feel like this dude does stuff to like stay in the news. So I feel like it's coming. You know, we've heard his name so many times. After a while, he gonna be, yeah, somebody gonna snatch him up and he'll be in jail and a lot of people will be satisfied. I thought what I thought was interesting though was that a lot of people on Twitter basically saying that, um, you know, why are people so upset with, uh, why are people ranting and celebrating and, and praising the fact that George Zimmerman has been shot at or may have been shot, may have been shot. And there was like a lot of discourse with people. If you like just do a search with George Zimmerman, a lot of people go back and forth about their, um, their, their position and thinking that it's right. It's one of those things that I just hope I, when I, I posted the article of it, when I first saw it and I wasn't like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. He glad I'm glad he got shot because like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not for people dying. Like, I mean, I think that the guy will get what he deserves in the end. Um, but I I don't know how I feel about just being like, yo, I'm going to celebrate you getting shot or you dying. But I just hope that, you know, the, and I say this real lightly, and I know a lot of people going to be like, what? But I hope dude get help. Like, whatever it is, like, just get help, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I don't know what's gonna gonna turn out. I don't know what that come what that means or what will be. But it's just kind of you. It's very clear that he's not happy. He's not like in should, a good headspace. Um, uh, start a uh, trending topic. Get help, George. Nobody's. I think I'm probably. I might be the only person that supports that though. Like I think everybody else would probably be like, 
nah, bruh, <laughs> like, he needs to die. And don't get me wrong, like, I, I'm i extremely angered by the fact that, you know, he got off and, and, and he was able to walk away and Trayvon Martin is still not alive. Um, and just thinking about all of how the situation happened and everything, like, I think is wrong completely. I think for me, it, it kind of comes with those, that, like, death penalty type situation. Like, I'm not, I don't like the death penalty. I'm not a person that's going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm for it, I'm for it, I'm for it. Like, if somebody that got the death penalty and they killed, like, a slew of people, I'm not going to be the person that's going to be standing up saying, hey, don't kill them. I'm like, all right, well, you know what I'm saying? You got what you deserve. But just me personally, I just kind of feel awkward, like, advocating for somebody's death. It just, it seems real weird to me. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know how to feel. I want him to be locked up, though. I'm not sure about the death penalty, but I do want him to be locked up. Um, He's getting there. He really is getting yeah. there. Another crazy thing, unfortunate thing that happened this week was the train derailment. Um, that was so, I didn't even know that, like, trains today still come derailed. So I was, yeah, that one kind of caught me off guard. Um, I think they said, like, seven people died. Yeah, but uh, he was he was going so fast. Yeah, they say he was doing like a hundred and a fifty, like he, around a curb that should have been fifty. He was doing like a hundred. I popped up an article uh, just before a couple minutes ago, and it said like that he was possibly that they said something had possibly uh, struck the train that caused it, him to like try to move fast or something like that. Um, I don't know. It was just it was a rough situation though because I'm literally planning to go to New York next week and i was gonna hop on the train that very route from dc to new york and you don't yeah, think it's happening anymore i'm not not being funny at all but i'm not sure if that's gonna happen i'm probably gonna you know drive have to yeah bite the bullet and pay all of these dang on tolls or getting there the jersey turnpike charge like twenty dollars just that's just driving that's not including gas and all this other stuff but yeah we might have to buck a drive or hop on this good old mega bus because i'm just gonna wait to make sure they filter everything out for the train and figure out everything they need to before i get on there that's all come through a train what <laughs> i don't know why i just want to say come through um that's my new favorite phrase i think i i've i've reconciled in my mind after i released it from my mouth that that wasn't the uh right place to say it um gotcha. but yeah i yeah so uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right then well let's get into this main topic so all right guys so today we are talking about for our main topic we're talking about, about this thing of online dating to help us out with this conversation we have young professional successful businesswoman, president and CEO of the Performing Arts Link Up, Miss Tiffany on the line with us. How are you, Tiffany? Hey, y'all. I am good. Ooh, I sounded so Southern just a bit now. What's up, Tim? Hello, everybody. Hey, I'm so glad to be on here with my people. Yes. yes. We're glad that you decided to do it. Exactly. So let's get right into this thing. Um, Online dating. You've experienced it. We first off want to thank you for agreeing to do it. It was, we like reached out to a number of people and kind of asked them, people that we knew that participated in online dating. And one of the things people said, like, I've done it, but I'm not interested in talking about it. Nah, I don't want to talk about it. Now I want to talk about it. So actually when I was doing research, I found out that there's kind of this stigma that online dating is for desperate people, for people that don't got nothing to do with their lives, people that are unattractive and all this other stuff. And because you're a beautiful woman, you're successful, you're degreed, you're Why educated. You yeah, like you have all these things. So you don't fit the profile or the perception of people that would be online. How was that for yeah. you? Did you have those thoughts ever? Or was it just something that you were just like, huh, I'm interested in doing off bat? Um, I really didn't have any hesitations within my own self. I just knew that it was, there was a stigma around it. And so any hesitations that I thought was only because of how people in my life may react. Should I have met somebody on there? And then, you know, the next question is, how did you meet them? 
And then with shows like Catfish being so popular, people just have this big fear of meeting someone online. And so I knew that I was going to have to be able to, quote, unquote, defend uh, my choices for choosing online dating, but I never was really that hesitant about it in my own self. Did you, what made you, like, did you just get tired of dating, meeting people, or were you too busy to meet people the traditional way, and you're like, I'm just going to do online, or what kind of led you to that? What led me to it, it was definitely a combination of things. Um, first, I have to laugh out loud at meeting people, because I wasn't <laughs> meeting any people in person, so I'm like, oh, what's that? I'm not sure what that is, but um, I heard from a few friends um, that was you know, using it, trying that. And then the way that my life was set up, I, you know, I had a full-time job and was building a business. And I was very active um, at my church. So, you know, the places that I frequent were very few, and it was the same. It was church, work, home, networking, and, um, you know, it pretty much was it in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, I didn't cross your path in those places, we weren't going to meet. And I feel like it limited the pool of people that I, you know, would be able to cross paths with or the amount of eligible bachelors, if you will, that I would cross paths with. And for me, it was more of a, you know, my degree is in biology. It was more down to a science. It's like yeah. <laughs> I can only meet so many people in this location, but if there are more people in my city on this website, I could meet someone that could potentially be a friend, maybe more, that I would never cross paths with in real life because, say there's a cool guy on the website, I never go see him because I don't, <laughs> I don't ever go over there. Right. So for me, it was more like, you know, why not? And um, okay. as I said, I wasn't really, you know, everybody at my church is more so married or older. Everybody at my job was married. You know, I was not coming in the past it crossed the path of a lot of people that would you know be eligible so right i thought it was worth a shot so that's interesting so what what we found when we were like doing research pew research center actually um released data that said i think it was around like a quarter 25 percent of young professionals dating between the age of 25 and 34 are on social, I mean, on dating websites or dating apps. So they, they go about, you know, online, the whole online dating spiel. And so I was wondering mm-hmm. if it more so comes from a life setup. So, you know, we all know that we're all busy. We have a lot of stuff going on. We're managing, you know, building brands, our, our professional lives in terms of work. We have our personal lives in terms of like family mm-hmm. and all these endeavors. So yeah. online dating seems a little more sensible. Would you agree? I would definitely say so, and it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of the men that are on there, another, I guess, category I never thought of but makes sense to me as well is people that just moved here or, you know, whether it's military or for a job that they don't know, quote, unquote, where the girls hang out at because they don't, they're not from here. So they use it to just kind of get plugged into um, the women that are here in the new city that they're in. But definitely for me, um, it was a life lifestyle thing. So I totally agree with that. So I know you mentioned before, you know, people question how 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 you meet a person if y'all start dating. See, that's mm-hmm. big for me. I don't know if y'all have seen the new uh, Black People Meet website where mm-hmm. they have two couples and they're like, how did you meet? And they start making up all these stories. And then the other couple <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, they ask them, how did you meet? And they say, oh, we met on um, Black People Meet. And then the other couple say, oh, us too. After, like, <laughs> after you know, they finish lying about these stories they made up. Um, <laughs> and so for me, I'm, I don't want to do it because I'm like, I don't want to deal with the question. Oh, how did you right. meet this person? Oh, or like mom and dad. Uh, when you have children. Oh, how did y'all meet? Oh, we met online. Right. But my homeboy, we were at brunch. And my homeboy was like, well, I don't think that is that big of a deal because by the time we have children and our children are old enough to ask that question, it'll probably be the norm. It already is halfway the norm. Yeah. But he was like, I wouldn't even worry about that because it's like 
it's going to be our kids are going to be like, oh, okay, cool. I just yeah. met somebody over there too, <laughs> you know. So. I think in the whole no, idea I too. Agree. Yeah, I was gonna say if you like, so think about. Um, I always look at it from the sense of like social media. Like one thing Lisa always asks uh, Tiffany was, do you consider like talking to somebody on social media and you might meet them? Do you consider that like online dating as well? Is that do you look at it that way? I would look at it that way. I think that because communicating through Facebook inboxes is a little bit more accepted. I think that's why people want to make a distinction. But to me, it is the same thing, and I think that it is becoming the norm, and people that are older feel a little weird about it, but that's with with anything that comes with technology. As time advances, things change, things progress, things become more efficient, and online dating, to me, is a lot more efficient than the normal way. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, and every now and then I will meet someone in person, but for me, online dating is a lot more managed. You know, not that everything a person would put on their profile is 100% true, but if I meet you in the grocery store, I might have to wait for a few phone conversations to find out that you can't spell, to find out that, (laughs) you know, you have five kids, to find out all these things, and and some things... On your profile, you said, um, I want to get to know you, and you spell no N-O. Then that lets me know when you inbox me that I already know I'm not going to answer. Or I'm going to say, <laughs> or I'm going to say, no, thank you. Um, that's a turnoff. Because I'm, I'm a very straight shooter. So, and I like to give people a reason why when I reject them. So, when you <laughs> make me. Do you list that? Do you make a list? Okay, listen. I like to give people a reason why. So I want you to be very clear on the fact that this ain't no no and no are two different things. They're they're they're, they're, they're different. I should start doing that. But no, so I'll more so just say, um, thank you for messaging me. Uh, however, grammar is a really important thing to me as you work with children, which is true. Do you um, have to actually, tell them, or um, you can just say, hey, yeah, I do. Oh, you want them to get better. You want them to grow. Well, the thing is, they don't, well, a little bit of that, but I don't really care. But <laughs> what is the way to use shorthand, though? Because sometimes I text, and I use shorthand, and uh-uh. you can really, yeah. it don't look like I got a master's. You need to use that with people you know, not with people that you just meet. I would say so, because you want to present yourself well, and I know that you know, but if I'm just meeting you, and you're using that throughout the whole, not just for one word, you're using the, using a poor grammar for the whole thing, that's the problem. Like, I need to know that you are articulate. They they still using the, the T, uh, the, uh, like, the old Nokia phones, where they put R, R, so. U, U. <laughs> I can't, I can't I think do that. If, if that's how they talk, I can't. I understand. Yeah. What W A T D E Y? It's so, so bad, and I'll just stare at some of them. And then it's the big, big kicker. And sometimes they don't even realize that they use programmer, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, oh so that that no. point, I just stop responding. So that saves me a lot of time. So you can definitely say it's a lot more efficient. So amongst your homegirls, like amongst your friends, do you uh, like encourage them to online date? Do you have other homegirls that like online dates and you guys kind of like share your experiences with each other? How's that? I have a couple, like very few that also um, do that. And it's interesting. We do swap stories and some seem to have a lot more negative experiences than I have. I have to say that I don't really have any major complaints about it, but I have heard horror stories. And I have, I do have people in my life that have been catfished, um, but primarily the um, person I have are more like Lisa that just could not do it, could not feel comfortable with it. But I do encourage people to do yeah. it. And they're usually like, no, I can't, I can't. Well, but I, mean... I definitely. Have you had any like is safety a concern? Cause I, you know, I I like my life, um, <laughs> and I just feel like you know the whole catfish fish. Do you like? Is there like a regiment that you have where when you meet somebody new, do you like tell people where you're going? And... Absolutely, I have a regiment. I am such like 
just my my brain how it works anyway I pretty much have like steps for everything and it's the same um with online dating first of all if we've been chatting for two to four weeks and you have not um asked for my number or tried to reach out to at least video chat I'm already pretty much backing out of the situation because, A, if you really um, are trying to have effort to get to know me, you're going to want to see my face, even if it's not yet at a date. B, I feel like you're trying to hide because I need to know that you're a real person behind this voice or behind, you know, these words that you're typing. So I don't really give people a chance to try to catfish me because if you're, you know, I will sometimes initiate, um, do you want to Skype? And if they're hesitant, then once again, I'm out. So hmm. I've never really been concerned about that because of my regiment. And if I see that you're hesitant to meet up, either you're not interested or you're trying to catfish. So either way, I'm out. So, yeah, I definitely have my little process, I mean, my little system. Well, that's smart because I would never think about the whole Skype thing. That is a smart way to make sure the person is, you know, who they say they are. Yeah, and then also with the Skype, that gives you a chance because sometimes a conversation verbally um, can be so great, and then when you take it to the next step of Skyping, you don't click as well. Maybe you're, like, stepping over each other in the conversation or, you know, they sound, they the way they sound is just, like, not attractive or their mannerisms. <laughs> you see a lot more <laughs> um, so, when you video. Uh... <laughs> Lisa knows about this. So we had, no, yo, so Lisa and I have had like off the record discussions, and one of the things that she pointed out was important was like the way a man sounds, and I just thought it was so funny because yeah, I'm like, I need you to sound like a man. I mean, that, <laughs> that could be. Let me let, let me try to be politically correct because I mean, people can have different voices, but what I need is it. It's I just want to feel like I'm talking to. I don't, I feel like anyone I, I say understand. this is going to be, it's wrong. So I'm going to just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I understand what you mean. Like, I don't know if I care as much about the tone or pitch of their voice, but like, oh, I do. I someone do. can, <laughs> can talk, oh, now I'm going to sound they can talk in a way that does not sound educated. And even they might be able to sound like they um, uh, talk well uh, with a, the typing but then when you speak to them they do not sound like they could like um almost like very hesitant you know like a lot of dramatic pauses and it's just like kind of awkward waiting for them to finish a sentence and i can't i need someone so to, you, quick. You I need just someone to make sure it's not the people that the news pick up um <laughs> to like that girl said periodically time uh you remember that <laughs> It was, no. it was a girl on on um that the news interview and she was like the buses are late we have to wait a long periodically time oh yes i do remember that yeah, yeah i'm trying to make sure that that's not <laughs> okay yeah i understand because that's kind of that's kind of like yeah it wouldn't be good so just be give so us confusing because it'd be like when you were on typing you sounded like oh you were really articulate and you just can type well and can't and sometimes I'll find that if I meet from another country. You don't have you don't like you can't do uh, I never really came across anybody with a speech impediment. <laughs> they just didn't know how to communicate. But now I'm thinking what would I do if I got to that? That might not be my calling. That might not be my ministry. So how yeah, to deal, deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> that might be somebody else's thing. Okay. Well that's fine. <laughs> So have you ever, uh, just give us just some insight. And again, what we want to do and what we, we, we want to, you be mindful of is just kind of like open people's minds, expand, people, okay. expand people's minds to um, online dating, this thing of online dating. Because I honestly think that it's not that big of a deal. It's so, it's so funny, okay. though, because I didn't think, of, I just thought about this in this moment. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the app Tinder. I signed up for Tinder. Yeah. When I first moved here and then mm -hmm. I was just like, just, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, this is a good way to like get connected and get to know folks. And I signed off because I was like, man, I'm about to like, you know, my professional career. I don't want this to interfere. I need to get off of here. Yeah. I don't need to be on this thing. And it's funny, though, because I was sitting, have, having dinner with a group of my friends 
And one of our homeboys brought it up. And then another girl was like, well, I used to be on there. And then, like, everybody pulled out their phone. And it was only, like, four of us that didn't have the app on our phone. But everybody else was like, yeah, so I met I met this girl and I met this guy. And it was I was like, it's so funny how it started off being real taboo. But then, right. like, and then it became, yeah, then everybody was like, yeah, well, I kind of do it. So how do you feel like, do you feel that um, in terms of, like, apps or things like that, you mentioned that it's a good thing to get connected. Have you met with anybody that you're, like, friends with? Or have you met with anybody that actually became, like, a dating relationship? You guys were in a relationship. Oh, now we're getting to the juicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I would say that I have only met people that became a dating relationship and they were all great guys. There's, and I was free. Let me back up. I started using internet dating in 2012. Um, okay. And I actually, it's funny when you called me, um, I had recently took an eight month hiatus from it mm-hmm. and I just signed up back up the day before you asked me about this. So that was so crazy to me because I literally just signed back up. So I was just going to be pulling from old experience before. But yes, um, to get back to your question, there was three young men that turned into, um, when I say long-term, I say longer than three-month dating relationship off of there. Uh, There were some that, you know, we just went out on one date and that was either not a match for him or not a match for me. Um, but yeah, they were, they were all a pretty good experience. And I was running into the same thing that I would run into in real life, which is, um, after time, their intentions showed that, you know, they wanted more of a friends with benefits type of situation. And when I was not willing, you know, to partake, then they just kind of fell back. But that happens um, sometimes in real life as well, because right. there's a lot of girls that, you know, are fine with that. And, you know, when you're trying to be abstinent, you know, a lot of people, especially now that I'm in my 30s, men in their 30s really aren't trying to hear that. That's more like, well, that's cute when you're in your 20s, but when you're in 30s, quote, unquote, it's like everybody's having sex. So, you know, I've just been running into that more than anything. But they were nice guys. They were gentlemen. They treated me well. They put in effort for a little while. And then eventually they were just kind of honest with me and like, you know, I can't handle it, you know. So that was pretty much my experience. It's not necessarily any friends because get this, they would say, you know, after we decided to not continue dating, they'd be like, I can't handle being friends with somebody that's attractive as you. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Come on. Don't, don't, don't do that. You'll be okay, but I have to respect their wishes. <laughs> That's yo. That I mean, I think I think that's really interesting. And I, I, one of the things that I'm I'm loving about this entire conversation is this that you're bringing this real aspect to online dating. I really do think that. I mean, social media in itself. I don't necessarily consider it like online dating, and only from the st- standpoint of like people are like your specific reason is being on this site to find someone to date. But I guess just like hearing you bring more reality to the Mm -hmm. dating experience, I'm like, well, I guess social media is that, right? And so they're kind of one and the same. It's all about meeting people and making connections. And in a way, in a time where we just have so much stuff going on, we're super, super busy and yeah, everything is kind of crazy. This is a way that yo, you can meet people that, and date and have a good time and, you know, make some memories, have some good experiences, and Definitely. who knows? What's going to cause you to online date, Randall? I don't know. I'm not going to say that I'm not, <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Yeah, never say never. I mean, if you don't like it, you can just stop. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. You can. So what is, have you ever, you said all your experiences have been good. Have you ever had somebody you met in person, you was like, oh, my God, get me out of here? Well, let me think. Because usually that happens at the Skype stage. Because, you know, I told you guys I have a resident. So, so then sometimes that I, you know, Skype someone and I'm like, oh, I, I'm never going to talk to them again. <laughs> let me think. Was there any dating experiences that was bad? You know, I think that there was one. You know, and my mom always taught me, you know, on the first date, 
um, you know, you meet them there. And there was one or two times that I broke that rule, but um, once I got to their car, I would um, text their um, license plate number to my bestie and uh, their phone number and a picture of them. And I'd be like, okay, I'm riding with <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm riding with him on the first date. Sometimes I would text the investor because, you know, and I'm definitely giving my life away now. I'm a good investigator. So let's just say by the time I get in their car, I know All a lot women more are. than they think that I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, some stuff is just not hard to find. All I need is your name and your birth date, really. You'd be surprised. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> there was one time that I um, – went on my first date and he pulled the old I left my wallet um situation and you know I always bring money um you know to be prepared whether it's take a taxi home or if I you know have to pay for myself and the thing with this time was it wasn't that he said he left it at home he said that he left it in the car and didn't feel like going to the car to get it Wow. And yeah, and it, I I found that once I dug a little more into it um, later on, is that he said that oh because he has so much money he's been so abused by girls in the, in the past that really just went on that first date just to get a free meal, and even though he liked me he was worried that that's what I was doing so he likes to make girls pay on the first date, and Ooh. I was like well you didn't give you didn't give me a chance to um you know let you know if I was comfortable with that or not. You asked me out, you got me here, and now you're saying you're not comfortable paying girls on a first date. I said that, that was really misleading. And he was like, I know, I know. He's like, but I just, you know, I didn't want you to not come, so blah, blah, blah. So needless <laughs> to say, you know, that was the first yeah, and right. last day. Because honesty and straightforwardness is a really big deal to me. And that's just not being a gentleman. I'm a Southern girl. If you're asking me, you need to pay. I want to take you out, but I want you to say, what? <laughs> yeah, bro, that's some, that's some, I never even heard it. Dude was like, I, yeah, that that's, that's weird. That's, I can't even vouch for that. I can't even begin to try to like figure out where his mindset yeah. is. That's, yeah, that's just not it. <laughs> and that would scare somebody from online dating, but any experience that I have mentioned could have happened if I met the person in person. There's exactly. not really any way that that would have been avoided if I had met him in a grocery store versus on the internet. Exactly. Uh, the only difference that could happen online is the catfishing. And like I said, you can combat that by just, you know, driving the interaction toward something visual sooner than later. Because the longer you allow a person to not see you or you not see their face, then that's higher chance that you can be catfished. So whenever I watch those shows, I'm like, how did how did that even happen? How was it okay not seeing a person's face for a whole year? <laughs> you call yourself dating. Like, that's not dating to me. You have a pen pal. <laughs> you have a pen pal. So it, it, before we get out of here, give us, if you can, off the top of, off the cuff, if you can give us maybe one or two tips for online dating. Um, that people should use, that we should all use. And I, honestly, I think that maybe a, even a dating website that you would, should suggest us try out if we're interested in doing it for our first time. Okay. Um, I would definitely suggest Plenty of Fish. That is the one that I use. Oh, is Plenty of Fish going to send me a check? Y'all didn't tell me? Okay. <laughs> so I would definitely suggest Plenty of Fish just because, um, A, it is free and you only have to pay if you want, like, an upgrade. But it's one of the few that is free to message. Like, you can message someone without having to pay. Most sites, it's free to sign up. But if you actually want to communicate with someone, you have to message them. And Plenty of Fish, um, you can message them for free. Um, so I would suggest that one as if, if it's somebody that's testing the waters. The tips that I would give is make your profile as clear as you can as what your intentions are and what you're looking for. Sometimes people still don't read it. Um, you know, they'll stop at the pictures, which brings me to another tip. Please keep your pictures classy. And men, please, all your pictures with shirts off, you don't got to do that. Like, you found them, you're looking a little not confident, like, they're not going to want to message me if they don't see that I have pecs. So, like, please keep them a little non-confident. That's funny. 
And please don't have a like a bottle of liquor in your hand and your like profile oh. pictures, you know, with Ooh. the peace sign up. I can't. And I won't. But make your profile <laughs> sorry, go ahead. That that brings me to another question. When okay. you when you put in educational criteria, do is do you find that people are lying or they actually have this? No, I haven't found anybody that's lying because usually well, you're just running the honest is... people too. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had the only thing a lot people have lied to me about is their age, and they have lied about having kids versus not having kids. Um, and then there was one guy that said he was divorced, but I actually found out that he was separated because again. I know how to investigate these things. Divorce papers are public records. I checked. You weren't oh. there. Oh, now you're separated. Okay. Oh, so man. you indeed. But <laughs> but I mean, if I'm gonna be spending time with you as busy as I am, like I need to make sure that it is somewhat worth it. I mean, some people would say you're taking away the excitement of getting to know someone, but you know, I just call it using wisdom. I'm single girl. You know. And I have to protect myself. So certain things I will check out just because I want to know what I'm getting into once I get FaceTime with you. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think but yeah, nobody's lying about oh, That's awesome. Well, you know, Tiff, if this doesn't work out for you, you could always uh, create another <laughs> consulting business uh, for online daters uh, call, um, do, and put all this investigative work to good use. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People we, have asked me to help before. I did want to give you one more tip, though, because I think this is really important, just in case somebody is seriously considering online dating that's listening to this. When you are no longer interested, I can't stress this enough, please let the person know. That's what the purpose of online dating and getting to know someone is, to see if you're a match. And if you don't think you're a match with that person, you need to say it. Don't draw it out. Don't just disappear. It's okay to say it, and I don't know why some people think that it's, you know, a bad thing, but if it's not a match, it's okay to say, you know, this isn't a match for me, but thank you for your time. That's it, and just move on. And I think a lot of people run into trouble because they're afraid to say it. Yeah. So be honest. Write it out. Make it plain. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany, thank you so much for being with us today. This conversation has definitely been enlightening. Oh, I'm so glad. And I, I got a couple laughs off of it. And um, I really want you to consider starting a, um investigative consulting firm for online dating. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I got to listen to the preacher. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right, Tiffany, thank you so much. And now it's time for our random topic. So, you know, every week it's, it's something. It's something we give you random. This lady... The headline from HuffPost, woman accused of putting her dead foot skin in a roommate's milk. So she shaved so foot skin, like, you know, when you're in a pedicure and put it in her roommate's milk. I, I mean. <laughs> That's so nasty, yo. Like, uh, and it's crazy because it says, this, like, the lady somebody drank it, right? Yeah, and started and she, coughing and choking. Oh. And they poured it out in the strainer and realized that it was like human skin. Oh, God. I can't even... Oh. <laughs> Yo. It's an online the problem. They got beef. See, after... When I knew you was crazy... Because this not the... This, this not the first... This has... This can't be the first uh, incident with crazy. Like, Randall said, crazy don't know they crazy. When you find out they crazy you gotta leave yeah you have to keep moving that shout out to my cousin that taught me that crazy don't know they crazy so you can't sit around expecting crazy to get that they crazy you gotta not be crazy and realize that they crazy and keep it moving if you sit around thinking like well they keep doing this and it don't make sense crazy don't know they crazy so (laughs) you can't you know what i'm saying like you can't when people not what, like what kind of idea is that i'm gonna shave the skin off my foot and put it in her milk what like you psycho i know that's like like you really are you and, and and we're saying you know what i'm saying we're saying like you have you're crazy in the sense that you really have 
an evil problem? Like, you, <laughs> what would make you do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, what would make you do this? Like, if she is a legit mentally ill, like, we want to be, you know, considerate and make it a, make a point to say that we're not trying to be inconsiderate to people that may be mentally ill. If that's the case, then, you know, what I'm, that makes sense. But this woman, per, per what we have, you know, it's sensible just in a sense that she just wants to get back at her roommate. So she takes her skin off her foot and puts it in the milk. That's that's a that's on a whole nother level. I don't even know how to qualify or quantify that. That's yeah. I can't deal with it. Yeah. That is I that's that made me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. But uh <laughs> We're going to move to this week's quote. This week's quote comes from John Faison. It says, the power to change the world hinges on your willingness to let change happen in us. You can't share it if you won't show it. So you can't you can't share change if you haven't changed. You know, don't give yeah. people what you haven't experienced. You know, I can't teach you how to make a million dollars if I don't have it. And a lot of y'all trying to... Sh- you know, change the world, but inside you haven't changed. So make sure you be the change you want to see. And um, like Michael Jackson said, I- I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Are you look? Have you looked in the mirror lately? You channel your inner Michael now. Not that was deep. Yeah, come yeah. on, Michael Jackson. Yeah, we're not looking for the outcome, but you go with the song. You rude, yo. What you talking about? You are so rude. I didn't say nothing rude. I I don't know. I you know I can't. You know, Michael looking. He was looking in the mirror. He gave us a positive song. So follow what he said, not what. Anyways, well, you know, <laughs> Randall, take us home. I I don't think I need to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so again as always guys make sure that you check out our website www.brunchculturebc.com interact with us you can sign up for our newsletter there um all of our episodes are there you can also subscribe to us on itunes check us out on on twitter at brunch culture and on instagram at brunch underscore culture we thank you guys so much for rocking with us um here to episode 48 and, you know, just being a part of this entire process, we love to interact with you guys. We love to be out there. We want you guys to continue to share the show. We want to bring topics that you want to talk about. We want to invite you guys on the show. We want to have these discussions and dialogues with you guys. So share us with your friends. Put us on your social media. We're going to have a contest coming up. We're going to do a giveaway coming up here to celebrate our 50th episode and celebrate you guys that have been supporting us for 50 episodes. So make sure that you keep your eye out for that. Keep watching us. Keep, I'm sorry, keep listening to us. Keep circulating. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us some reviews, positive or negative, good, bad, indifferent. We want to hear what you guys got to say. We here at Brunch Culture love you. And remember, as always, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. Whoop.